0: We're here. What up? Hi, Josh. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm all right. Long time no talk, even though we've been talking for like the past hour. We're
1: back. We're Gamer DA. Welcome to our show. Uh, we actually are going to fly by the seat of our pants this time. and We don't actually have our big topic like we normally do. So Fuck yeah.
0: We have a shit ton of stuff to discuss. Because I can bullshit. I have a fucking metal in
1: bullshitting. Well, that's good. <laughs> Polish off your metal. We're getting ready to use it. So, I fucking heard about Game Informer. Yeah, they laid off uh, a, l- a few people this week, uh, and it all stems from GameStop and their
0: big layoff scheme, too. Right. So, what all entities does GameStop own?
1: Well, they own, well, of course, GameStop, Game Informer,
0: and what's the Think other... ThinkGeek, right? ThinkGeek, yeah. They bought them years ago. Yeah.
1: They're, they're all under the same hat, which, technically, when you walk into a GameStop anymore, it's like a think
0: Geek shop anyway with... Right.
1: ...Fucko Pop, Funko Pops.
0: Well, that was part of their business plan. I mean, once they realized... Once Xbox One came out and Xbox started making their... Uh, making it to where you couldn't share games or making it harder and then they don't even sell near as many discs because I can just download whatever I want right now. Right. No, so,
1: no need to go back and forth to a store anymore when you can right. just
0: wait for the game to come on sale and it comes straight to the console. And think, I think GameStop saw that coming... Yeah. so kudos on them at least business wise so they bought ThinkGeek hoping to make up any lost money off of items gaming. Right. I mean some of the coolest shit I've seen has been in there from ThinkGeek they had a uh, Omniblade yeah. from Mass Effect 3 yeah. for like 60 bucks I think for two years I put off buying that thing I still haven't bought it but like I probably think about it once a week I know that's a like a really nerdy lame thing right. but the OmniBlade's mm-hmm. badass dude yeah And
1: that was the thing too, like with when you go into a GameStop, though, like they still have the peripherals that you know Walmart doesn't carry and Target doesn't carry and stuff like that. So there's always a little bit more, a better selection of you know controllers, accessories. Say the p word again; it makes me hot. Yeah, peripheral, peripherals, peripheral. There's always (laughs) there's always more stuff there. Just like our Elite controller, you couldn't walk into a Walmart and buy an Elite controller. Best Buy, of course, had them, but. You know, when you wanted to go to your one-stop shop for gaming, GameStop was that. Uh, back in the day, Babbage's, uh, they used to have Babbage's, and they got absorbed into the GameStop eco. It was, they bought them out. I i miss going into a Babbage's.
0: I always liked that. I have never e- okay. I've known you forever, it seems. I've never heard of a Babbage's.
1: There used to be one in Carbondale Mall. A long time ago, they had a Babbage's. I've only been in the Carbondale Mall probably
0: three times in my entire life. Yeah,
1: they had one down there. There was, I'm trying to remember what the other one that GameStop absorbed uh, Funko, uh, Funko Land. Back in the day, video games, if you got a Nintendo Power, I think they had them in there. But if you bought like a GameSpot magazine or any other magazine uh, or game. game Pro or any of those other video game magazines in there, there was always a Funko Land advertisement, and you could send your sixty or seventy or eighty dollars, and they would send you a game. And uh, Funko Land was part of that. And I think out on the western border, and maybe in bigger regional areas, Funko Land existed, and they were like that. You could go in there and buy your video games and stuff like that. But but a lot of times, you could send off for your video games and get them that way. And that's how Funko Land was.
0: I've never heard of Funko Land either. If
1: you look in a lot of old gaming magazines, I you will see advertisements for Funko Land. I used to just—that's how I picked my Christmas when I was a kid. I would just look through that magazine, checkmark all the ones that I really wanted because they had like an itemized like list A through Z of all the games for each console and stuff like that. And I would just go through there and select my favorites. And that's basically what I filled out my Christmas list with as a kid. Because my dad's rule was, you can have stuff on... You can put whatever you want on your Christmas list. You can make 3,000 things on your Christmas list. You may get one of those things. You may get none of those things. But at least it gives me an idea to get for your Christmas list. So, of
0: course... Way to to turn a kid into a pessimist real quick. Right.
1: (laughs) So that was my thing was... I would just litter my thing between it and the uh, Sears catalog and JCPenney. I littered my pages with just nothing but video games. And I remember looking through Funko ads for
0: those. (laughs) I'm just thinking to your dad like, listen here, you little shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You may get one, you may get none. And you're going to like it either way. Right. But
1: it's his fault that I'm... I play games anyway, so this is on him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I heard your mini-episode, or I listened to your mini-episode about the multi-generational gaming. I think it's pretty awesome because my parents didn't game. Right. You know, and no one above me gamed. It was my friends, you know, and I came up in the 80s. So, like I said, I think in one of our earlier podcasts, that was just the thing you did. You played games, you rode bikes, you got in trouble, and then when it was time to go home, you played more video games. Right. Back then, you could go to the video store. You could go to Blockbuster Video excuse me, <clears throat> and you could rent a Nintendo. Right. You could rent an NES. And I think that um, I vaguely remember, well, I mean, I vividly remember renting an NES and getting Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, I was probably six or seven, so I wasn't the best at games. I'm still not the best at games, so. No ego here. I suck at all video games, pretty much. But um, getting Ninja Gaiden, and never beating the final boss. And then 16 years later, I'm hanging out with one of my Hick country boy friends, and he's playing Ninja Gaiden. And I'm like, there's a level two? Yeah. <laughs> this game ends? <laughs> <laughs> Holy geez. I was like, that that there's more than just the guy in the bar at the end? What? Yeah. What? I, so.
1: But anyway, back to uh with Funko Land. And all that being absorbed under, you know, the GameStop hat. Uh, GameStop, you know, is the one-stop shop for all of our, all of our gaming stuff. You know, uh, Walmart always has good deals on games. Well, just like Super Mario Maker, I've noticed here at Walmart, it's forty-nine dollars, and it's uh, Super Mario Maker Two for the Switch, I should add, and it's fifty-nine dollars everywhere else. Uh, ah, so I mean, it makes it more of an appeal to want to go to a,
0: a physical Walmart and buy an actual copy of Mario Maker Two there. Uh, well, my son wants it really bad, and I keep telling him I don't have the cash right now. Right, but I didn't realize it was cheaper at Walmart. Right. So at, at least
1: that's it, been at the couple WalMarts that I've seen
0: that it's always cheaper at.
1: So I mean, that's that's always that's stiff competition for. For them, for them, you know, Walmart is able to sell at a lower cost because they can take in just as much volume as GameStop always did. Uh, but GameStop always gets, like, limited edition stuff. Uh, you know, exclusive to GameStop. Pre-order it here and we'll give you this extra. You know, there's always an incentive to want to go to GameStop. But like you've said, as our generation has gone on, it has slowly turned into just more of a... You can go in and buy Funko Pops and backpacks and
0: keychains. Right, and the Funko Pop thing, I don't own a single one. And I know, you know, people everywhere. It's it's like anything. It's like any other fad. It's like any other collectors. Some people love them. Some people hate them. I'm completely indifferent to them.
1: Uh, They're this generation's beanie babies for me, where everyone was like, oh, this one's limited edition, and this one's got this color and this color, and we're going to buy, like, glass... uh, cases for these and and have big displays for them and i'm just like you're it's it's beanie babies 2.0 co- folks you're, you're collecting the new beanie
0: baby is all you're doing right well these these beanie babies aren't filled with beans and made of cloth they're they're all abs plastic i don't know if it's abs plastic i'm gonna look into that now
1: but still you know
0: it, it it's just it's just the next trend for everybody to collect <laughs> yeah beanie baby is still around as a company they still manufacture Beanie Babies. Yeah, the kids, they like
1: Beanie Boos.
0: They're oh, big-eyed. okay. Yeah. Well, Made I by don't the Beanie know. Baby I tie. Bought... We were in the middle of nowhere at a truck stop somewhere. I can't remember where. And they had, in the middle of it, a rack of collectibles and there was Beanie Babies in there.
1: Those are Beanie Boos. Those are what those are. No,
0: this was a... No, I'm almost positive. I I will fight you on this. <laughs> <laughs> put your gloves on. Put your mouthpiece in, boy.
1: The only reason I know that is because our gas station, our Circle K here, when you walk into that thing, they've got that giant metal kiosk.
0: It's round. Does Circle round, K have a theme song? I have no idea. Kind of like O'Reilly's.
1: Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Circle K.
0: Buy our beanie booze. Ow. Yeah. Donuts. Yeah, plus. that was stupid. I'm sorry.
1: Anyway, um, but yeah, you go in there and they're, they're full of those silly things. Made by the same company, Ty. They do all that stuff. But anyway, <clears throat> that's basically what our... Funko Pops really are. It's just the next one of those. I do think... I think that they're probably smart into trying to diverse into in, into a little bit more nerd apparel. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go in there and buy a Halo Reach t-shirt? You know, I Who mean... He doesn't love t-shirts?
0: Right, I mean, I mean... It's the easiest way to show your affiliation. Right. And it's also... I mean, so you're, you're purchasing clothing. Most people don't go out naked. There's right. a few, but whatever... I, Each to his own, I always say. Um, But you buy a t-shirt, you get to show off something you like, unless... I don't know, if you remember, I think it was sophomore, junior year of high school, all I wore was white Hanes t-shirts. Because they were cheap, I could ruin them, I didn't care, I could throw them away. But no logo stuff. I mean, now, every... Well, not now, now I'm wearing athletic clothing, I guess. Which, I'm not very athletic, I (laughs) find... Understand the irony is not lost on me at all. Right. <laughs> I I almost am curious if I wear it just because, mm-hmm. just to just so I can... I don't know whatever. But people they can, you know you can buy t shirt, fifteen twenty bucks twenty five. I mean unless it's a Kanye West concert then he wants like ninety dollars for a t shirt. I don't know. I'm just talking shit. But it's an easy way to show your affiliation. Plus you get clothing. Right. And it's minimal effort. You're. Li- it t- t-shirts are actually free advertising or no 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 the company you paid the company so you can advertise them right ooh psychology
1: it, it 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 still is when you go into a game stop now that's that's where you stand is is you're buying nerd apparel is all it is anymore though
0: i will even even um oh shit goth store
1: Hot topic. Hot topic. Same thing. They were the same way, yeah. Band apparel and and they were mm-hmm. selling nerd stuff too. Basically, I always kind of thought, well, Hot Topics where the nerd that doesn't know where he's supposed to go goes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I uh, I think a lot of Game Informer employees didn't. They did not see this coming. It wasn't like they had any idea. Uh, Andy McNamara he's the head over at game Informer you know he put out some statements saying you know Godspeed and he uh you know he I'm sure he's afraid for his job too and he's a really cool dude from everything that I've seen or read about Andy he's a really really cool dude and he's a good writer I've read a lot of his reviews and stuff on games and stuff and he's just he is just a guy trying to do his job and hopes that his job stays relevant right. well so. I-, I
0: think as people, and if you want to get into the meta of it, people as consumers. We forget that the things we purchase and the things we don't like and the things we talk smack about and the things we praise affect people's jobs. Right. And, I don't know, it seems kind of bad to say that I'm just now realizing that as we discuss this. Because those people, they're gone. I mean, right. they weren't fired, they were laid off, but I doubt they're going to get the call saying... Hey, guess what? Uh, the, the job mar- came back. Yeah. <laughs> the market's changed. You guys are getting a raise and you're right. coming back to work.
1: Game, You you also have to consider, too, with GameStop, they're trying to shake the company up. Things didn't work the way that they did. They had, they had bad management and it just didn't work out like it should have. So, I mean, I understand them trying to, I don't know, keep the boat afloat, trying to keep things rolling for them, but uh, I don't know if I don't. I, I. have no solution for that issue. I don't. I don't know how to handle. I wouldn't know how to handle that. So, but anytime anyone, you know, starts a day off not having a job anymore, it's just a bad situation. So just tap, you know, top, taking my hat and nodding to those guys, just, just to let them know, hey, you know, you were appreciated in your position at right. least.
0: Right. Right. So. Well, it's rough. Uh, I work, you know, my personal field will, for the most part, always be there. Right. Maintenance. Vehicle maintenance. Uh, Right now I'm in forklifts. I work on forklifts. So, (laughs) there will always be warehouses. My job will eventually be phased out. How can I refer to that? Forklifts and forklift operators will be phased out in the future. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm not saying in 20 years. But eventually, at some point, Robots. I mean, Amazon does it. Um, Continental Tire, one of the places that we service, they have a whole section. They don't. The robots don't run everywhere, but in their warehouse, they have robots. And those robots require maintenance. Right. So at least my job in general, the amount of people in my field will limit because not everyone will be able to work on robots because there's a lot of... Because you got to think about, too, there's a lot of software issues. I have a lot of software issues on Forklifts today, where I have to re-upload software, I have to order new software. So the software side of it is never going away. People don't realize that a lot of the fork trucks I work on, the newer ones, they work on a CAN bus system. It's literally a computer network. Every module that controls a part of that truck talks to the other, and they all talk to a master controller. So I'm not any good with computers, (laughs) In, in all honesty. You know, how many times do I have to call you at, like, 10 p.m.? You know, we're all trying to get to bed, and I'm like, I can't get this thing to load. This stupid thing ain't working, Mark. Help me (laughs) out. (laughs) You know, so here I... At least working off forklifts, I can call the manufacturer. I can be like, hey, man, this thing isn't working. This stupid thing, can you help me out? Except it's not at 10 p.m. It's during my normal day. So they got good tech support, and I can't be expected to fix all the issues off the top of my head. There's other... I'm getting off topic. I've completely fucking... <laughs> yeah. I've completely lost topic. Anyway, but- long story short... I know, too late. That's what my brother would say. He'd go, too late. Um, there will always be... My field will be open. Someone will always have to be there to turn a wrench on something. Right. Now, it doesn't mean there'll be as many of me in the field in the future as there are now. But it will always take that specialist. Not to, not to brag. I'm not a specialist. I, I struggle every day. Because this shit gets complicated. But you see my point. Right. It will always be there. So, I'm not too terribly worried that I'm going to wake up late off tomorrow. Right. That's not a concern. I might worry that I'm fired because I fried a $2,000 controller, you know, and they're like, you ain't worth the money, buddy. Right. But I don't have to worry about that. So, games, game and the game business had a boom for years, for decades. Right. And it's finally becoming another genre or, you know, sector in the business area on its own. And it's, it has its ups and downs too. I've,
1: well, just talking about Game Informer, Game Informer is still a magazine. It still comes out every month. It still has its, you know, it still has a printed issue. I get the digital. I get emailed the digital now. Yeah. And it's still, it's still a, you know, a tangible item. And I work in the print business, so, you know, every day you still look at, you know, printed media and think, really what I'm doing, what I'm printing, what what is being printed can all be sent in email, can be, you know, posted on Facebook, you know, I mean, uh, a two-second blurp on Twitter. I mean, people can take this.
0: Newspapers have this issue currently.
1: Right, and it, and it is an issue. I mean, you know, I work for, you know, a... Uh, publishing company, and a newspaper all in the same boat.
0: What? I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: and, <laughs> you know, that's always the fear of when are people going to stop picking up an item and, you know, reading. Uh, books and stuff like that, I don't know if they'll ever officially go away uh, to an extent. I mean, everybody still kind of needs it, but... Even,
0: even in Star Trek, Picard likes to have a physical copy. Right. You know, to, to read. Because for him... I, there's a nostalgia to it, and I don't know. I mean, maybe at some point he feels superior. Yes, I read real books.
1: Well, I've got a Kindle, and there's times I feel like I'm betraying my industry, so I'm just <laughs> kind of like, I'll read this for now. <laughs> but the, and that's if only
0: the soft cover was cheaper, right? <laughs> or, and, or and was the lit hard cover, right? yeah.
1: <laughs> If only if only this book could be held in this little itty bitty capacity and have a backlight, we would be sold. But I, I I
0: don't see them ever going away, but it's still a still a worry. Stadia's coming out soon. Yep. What did we have a date on that? I guess we I guess um, we forgot to look it up. I looked You it do up. that.
1: I had it
0: You use your superior computer skills to search.
1: We are I'm already, I've been on Stadia's website today even. And you don't even know? That's <laughs> pathetic. Well and I've got it backed. I mean I'm a backer too. But I don't like how they're doing the 9.99 a month thing just to play your games. That's still a, a concern of mine. But when you get the Stadia starter pack, it's 129. It comes with your controller, which we've already discussed mm-hmm. in a prior episode. But the E3 episode. Yeah, but still, for 9.99 a month, you're gonna get 4K gaming. You'll you're gonna start playing with the uh, Destiny 2. The collection for Destiny 2, all of Destiny 2, will be yours to play. Um and you'll get discounts and stuff like that on gaming for the 9.99 a month. Uh but you'll if you get that founders pack, you'll get 3 months for free and you'll also be able to give somebody else another friend 3 months for free. Is it too late to be a backer? Nope. You can still be a backer
0: I believe almost all the way up till the launch of What's it. What's the minimal amount of money it would take to become a backer?
1: $129.
0: Yeah, then never mind.
1: Yeah. But that comes with a controller. It comes with uh, your uh, your puck. Your uh, what is it called? Hold on a
0: second. Uh, let's see. Devices. like an Apple TV thing. Yeah. I know it's not Apple. It's Google, correct? Yes.
1: Uh, I can't even think of what it's called now.
0: Whatever. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Um. What else? Oh, uh, I just because I only seen the commercial today. Disney Plus comes out on my birthday, so uh, my son made a joke, which is unbelievable because he's not funny. I'm just kidding, he's about the funniest dude I've ever met. Um, but anyway, um, I told him that Disney had filmed a Mandalorian TV show. Yeah, uh, it doesn't follow Boba Fett, but it follows a guy in Mandalorian armor, and I guess he's a full Mandalorian. At least by the title, I could tell. But anyway, um, in that show,
1: it's a Chromecast. Better go ahead.
0: You just had to interrupt me, huh? I had to finish my thought. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so anyway, he made the comment saying that, "Oh, that, is that what we're gonna do for your birthday? We're gonna watch The Mandalorian." I'm like, "We're gonna binge watch that bitch, start to finish." Well, I hate to break the news to you, but they're only releasing an episode every week. Then we're gonna binge that first episode. <laughs> <laughs> No potty breaks or nothing. I'm never pausing that first episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're they're releasing... They're going to do it like the old TV standard of just releasing a new episode every week. They had announced that earlier this week, That's I still pretty cool. So, um, yeah. I,
0: I won't get too far into it, but Disney Plus has a lot of stuff lined up. Oh, yeah. They have so much stuff going on. It's... Um, I mean, that coming from a company like Disney doesn't surprise me.
1: No. I... It's it's kind of like uh, our
0: Disney overlords. I mean, all hail Disney.
1: I look forward to you know streaming and stuff like that, but I still kind of like to own a physical media. Even in gaming, I still like to own. I still like to own a physical copy of certain well, games.
0: You can run to Walmart and pick up Stranger Things on disc. They have it at Walmart. I'm almost positive.
1: I know Target had a a gift set or a set that you could buy. It made it look like an old VHS
0: tape. The, badass, badass. The,
1: the 4K Blu-rays did, yeah. But they weren't in HDR, so I didn't buy them. There yet.
0: used to be a place out here called Book Daddy. And we would go, I would go every weekend with my grandma. Probably, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. hmm And they would have, <laughs> her thing was romance novels. They had aisles and aisles of romance novels. And I'm like, Grandma, you're seventy something years old. How have you not read all these fucking books by now? Anyway, they used to, um, this is before DVD even really took off. That's how long ago this was. And, um, we could go in there, and they had a collector's set for Star Trek. And the the box set for VHS, and every box fit together, and it made the picture of the Enterprise. Right. And I wanted that so bad. So bad did I want that. And I never got it. And now, at this age, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't get that. It's fucking dead format. Right. Well... It was cool. At the time. Right. Uh... Disney
1: Plus is going to be $6.99 a month, or you can pay $69.99 for a year of it. Uh, they're also going to bundle in Hulu Plus and ESPN, and I believe it's going to be under $15. I believe it was the last time I'd seen the price ESPN. on it.
0: What do they cover? Uh, what is that called? Sport? Sp- Esports. S- sports?
1: What's Sports. Uh, but yeah, they're they are going to take on Netflix. I mean, I think it's kind of cool that we're going to have one more streaming service to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> but I I will take it, especially if you know, just the list of just the Mandalorian coming out and the World According to Jeff Goldblum. I'm kind of looking what? forward to it. It's going to be on there. What? And they're bringing back Star Wars: The Clone Wars. So I
0: had heard about the Clone Wars. Yeah. I'm, I'm pseudo-excited for that. Um, are they going to take place right after where it ended with Yoda? I assume that it's supposed to be a continuation. I also heard that they announced the um, Obi-Wan series. Mm-hmm. That's got me a little confused. Um, at what time period is that going to fucking take place? They showed
1: the timeline on D23, and it's supposed to take place almost the same time as Solo. I'm, Han Solo. So... I'm Han Solo.
0: So Obi-Wan is like... A kid?
1: No, 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 no. The, it would be he would still be an old man. So because if you think about it, Han Solo would have been a kid that at the same time. Obi Wan is still an adult okay. or an old man. My brain hurts. It's okay. Can you smell that? Yeah, they showed this giant timeline on their D twenty three stage. Ooh, so, I
0: love timelines. Yeah, and it was showing like
1: where all this <laughs> stuff fits in, and it was showing it showed Solo, and then it showed the Obi Wan so, series. Well,
0: so then going with that, that would mean that he's on Tatooine at that moment.
1: Testuine is vastly populated,
0: so he's just going to be on. See, and I I watched Rebels a little bit, yeah, but I didn't follow it exclusively. But for those that don't know, for those that don't know, Darth Maul's still alive. I'm not going to go into the details. Spoiler alerts. Yeah. All right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get better at that. My apologies. Uh, We'll go in through in post. And we'll, we'll put a on in there. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, but Josh fucked up again. But anyway. So they have a duel. They have a fight on Tatooine. With old one Obi. Yeah. One. Obi do you remember War. Do you remember Thumb Wars? Did you ever watch that with me? Yeah, I watched Thumb Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ooby Dooby Scooby Ooby Dooby. Ooby Scooby Dooby Kanubi. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ooby Dooby Scooby Dooby Banubi. I have the longest name in the universe. Yeah. Because they
1: called him the crybaby the whole time. Oh, yes, the crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Princess headbun. I escaped somehow. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Just skip the whole prison scene. Anyway. <laughs> but I, yeah, was ju- I was just curious. Yeah. I, the, Disney, I keep getting off topic. I'm sorry.
1: It's fine. Disney Plus is going to have... Uh, a lot more Marvel content than I kind of expected from the beginning. Just with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series and Loki, and they're going to do WandaVision, which I'm assuming is Wanda... Yes,
0: yes. ...and the Vision. I'm a little curious on that one myself. Since (laughs) he... Since Thanos was like, yoink! Yeah. Right out of his dome. So I'm not for sure what that's going to be. And then uh, Marvel Studios, what if? So... Yes. I, um didn't have too many comics but at the time my stepdad had a what if comic and it was what if Wolverine was an agent of shield and I just remember reading that comic over and over and over and over and over because it was so badass it was so badass <clears throat> and I'm I'm excited for the what if series I'm gonna be honest yeah I'm just curious how they're gonna do it I mean are all the stars that we know what if they do a what if episode and it's about Wanda and the vision and is it going to be those two characters? Is it literally going to be those actors? Or they, is it going to be something else or I don't even know if it's if it's it could be animated.
1: Well, what it is 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 they couldn't take the brand name Wonka Vision, so because that's owned by Warner Brothers, so they just put WandaVision on it
0: instead. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Sorry, that one didn't fly with me. But yeah. <laughs> What are those? Those are garunkalunkas. Tell them I hate them. <laughs> Tell them I hate them. <laughs> you get paid to sing, or uh, you get paid to work, not sing. <laughs> well,
1: uh, I uh, noticed that Gears Pop showed up on the mobile devices. I don't know what it is yet. I downloaded it, but I still have not played with it enough. I think it's supposed to be kind of like a uh, strategic war game. I'm not like a like a tower defense. Yeah, I believe so. Tower
0: defense with Gears of War characters as Funko Funko Pop figures. Yeah.
1: And then we've got Gears of Five coming soon.
0: Yeah, I'm okay. So I remember playing Gears One with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I got bored one weekend, and I played Gears Two by myself. And one day Nathan came over and him and I played Gears 3, like, on easy. We just had one night to play, and I don't, I don't think we beat it that night. And it was pretty cool, I guess, but for me, personally, Gears of War has never been a franchise that I was truly invested in. It just, I don't know, I mean, it was cool, I had some cool shit going to it. It just, I don't know, it never resonated with me too well, but I do really enjoy the first one. I have the Ultimate Edition on Xbox One, or I guess it's remastered or whatever. But there's pre-orders with it, and mm-hmm. um, it's Halo Reach characters or it's suits. Uh, Emile and Kat. Emile was the one from Halo Reach who had a he had the EVA Spartan helmet, which mm-hmm. is mostly uh, a dome, like a dome headpiece. Mm-hmm. But he had taken his uh, Kikuri knife and, and carved a skull carved into carved skull it. into it. I so that guy. everyone loved fucking Emile. Emile was a badass, and he went out like a badass. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, And Kat was a... She was like a communications officer or whatever, but she was a Spartan, so she could definitely fucking slaughter a few billion fucking Covenant herself. She had a... I guess a lot of people never noticed, but she had a robot arm. And the game never... It never put focus on it, except for her first introduction when she puts her arm up. And if you're not paying attention, you don't notice it. You just think it's a Spartan arm in her armor or whatever. So you can get their suits as pre-order. I guess for the online aspect of it.
1: Yeah. I I I really liked Gears 1 through 3. Uh, 2 was kind of the the high point for the series for me. I really I played a lot of couch co-op on that on that series with an old friend and we played horde mode all the way through all the hard settings and stuff like that and it was I mean it was brutal, intense, but it was a good game. And we tried to do the same with the third. We made it through the third storyline, but we just I don't know. There was something missing from it that wasn't as great as 2. It was mm-hmm. still a good game, but there was something that was missing from it that just didn't didn't resonate as well as 2 did. Maybe just been the time of my life. may have been other things, too. Who knows? Who knows? But I played 4. Uh, I Well, when I say played, it's one of those games I never finished, and I still kind of go back and touch on it, and I'll hit a couple levels here and there, and I forget even what happened before that. I need to sit down and play all the way back through 4, maybe, and try to reconnect with the series, but five actually looks like they're they're making a good go of it again. And instead of Gears of War, this time it's just called Gears Five. Right. So and that comes out September sixth, and it looks it looks good.
0: I'm fairly excited for it. I don't have the fucking spare cash to put down for pre order. You don't have
1: I, you don't have to with with Game
0: Pass. Yeah, but I think the Emil and Catskins or. Armors or whatever. I think they're only for...
1: They're only for pre-orders? As
0: far as I know. You can verify that now if you want. Nothing
1: would- lasts forever, though. I mean, even even all the other DLC and stuff like that, you know, that all these games come with pre-order, eventually they'll be like, yeah, for $1. ninety-nine, we can give it to you then. Right. So I don't expect it to be a, a you know, behind that wall mm-hmm. forever, so...
0: Oh, and I was just messing around last night, and I come across, I always wanted to play it, I was excited for when it came out. But I never had the money to pay for it. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance, yeah, that is game on, is on Game Pass. Yeah, and it was only, it was only forty gigs. I think it wasn't a giant, giant file. I mean, that's kind of funny because twenty years ago, if I said something was forty gigs, your eyes would have popped out of your head. But anyway, I thought about, I did download it. I'll play it eventually. I just don't know when. I know <laughs> I get on YouTube and I watch a lot of glitches. That game's pretty glitchy. But games like that, these RPG type games, they're always glitchy, especially Bethesda games. Right. But Bethesda games, that's part of their appeal, is the glitches. And you can sometimes sometimes the glitches, you know, can be an exploit. And you can use that to advance yourself or your character, make yourself more powerful, faster. It doesn't matter.
1: Right. Well, um with all the with all of uh the way that the games and stuff like that are released now for Game Pass it makes it so much to the point where I don't pay attention as much to what games are coming out because Game Pass will just let me know like, uh, Rad came out uh, on August 20th and, uh, Remnant from the Ashes also came out and those are games that both look pretty decent but I just I did not give them a honest look at yet but I I eventually plan on checking out both of those uh, Gradia Grandia uh, HD collection also came out, and it looks really good. And I've been hearing really good things about Rebel
0: Galaxy Outlaw. That game looks pretty cool. I'm pretty excited for that. I, you know, you know me. I come from a space sim background. Like those are my games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm worried. It's just so many of them. To me personally, have been letdowns. Right. You know, I, I think I'm kind of holding out hope for Starfield. By um, Bethesda. Bethesda is do, doing a st- you know a space game, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm kind of holding out for that one, honestly. But I did watch a video for Rebel Galaxy Outlaws. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, Rebel Galaxy Outlaws.
0: Yeah. It, the ship customization, your spaceship customization ability is outstanding. They were able to take they took that screenshot from Cyberpunk 2077 with uh, Keanu Reeves, and Mm -hmm. they were able to make that the spaceship's paint job. Yeah. And it literally took him just minutes to do. So that right there kind of makes me pretty excited for it. Right. And all the YouTubers that I watch that that, uh, mostly focus on Elite Dangerous, they're pretty excited for it. So that gives me hope. But still, I think I'm more waiting for Starfield.
1: Um they they've, uh, August 27th, just a couple days away, Control comes out. That's that new game from, uh, uh, from the guys that made Quantum Break. Uh, I played that. Quantum Break was good. They also made, uh.
0: It's on Game Pass right now. Quantum Break is? Yes.
1: I liked Quantum Break. It was one of those games that, uh, I don't know. It, it tried to be more than just a game and sometimes I don't want a game to be more than just what it is it it was interesting I mean it was nice that they tried something new with it but I just I was okay with it Remedy Games made it uh, and they, they Alan Wake was another series that they did I really liked the first Alan Wake and was hoping that they would kind of go back into that because that first Alan Wake I mean it it wasn't real scary, but it still gave you a sense of... You turned off all the lights and set into it. Right. And immersed yourself into it. It was definitely a game series that you felt, you know... You went along this journey to find this guy's... You were looking for this guy's wife and 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 kind of like this... He's a horror story writer. And it's kind of like he got trapped in his own book. Okay. And it was a really interesting thing. Uh, they made a spinoff or a side story called right. American Nightmare. And I never... I never checked it out. Uh, I never played either one
0: of them. But, I, but the I first one
1: was good. Alan Wake was a good game. I I mean, it's not like it's got the best con, you know control scheme or anything like that. But as far as it being, you know, kind of like another narrative-driven game, it, it was really mm-hmm. cool in its narrative storyline.
0: Uh, Dead Space is one of those games where if you turn out the lights, I love it. You Fucking just immerse yourself in it, yeah. Yes, yes. What was another one, just real quick? Um... Oh, damn it. I was just talking about the other day. This is going to drive me crazy now. Uh, shit. You played a guy. You were, uh, shit. They executed him, but he ended up not being. He woke up, and he was in a... Wolfenstein? No. Uh. Super Mario Brothers? (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Manhunt. And you were, um, some dude had a whole section of the city manned off. And he had cameras everywhere. And people were trying to kill you. And what he wanted you to do was kill them first. Right. So you could sneak up behind people. And you could murder them in different ways. But that game was really good. Where turning out the lights. It was amazing. It was fucking great. Turn out every light in the house. You can't beat it. Those are obviously... Horror, survival horror is probably my second favorite genre. Next to space or space sim.
1: Right. Well, I've... You know, you touched on Resident Evil 2, the remake of it, not too long ago when we were talking about it. I've always liked the horror genre. I've always liked those scary games and stuff like that. Um, And hopefully, you know, we see more from Resident Evil with the remakes because three, I've got this feeling. Nemesis. I got a feeling. Nemesis
0: would be great. Yeah. Because, um, all right, uh, Nemesis was the first one where an enemy... The first Resident Evil on the PlayStation 1, where he could follow you to rooms. You know, a lot of your older video games, like, oh, the zombie's after me, or the monster's after me. Go through the door, and you're safe. Right. But as soon as you kept going, you would hear the door open and slam, and you would hear Nemesis fucking coming after you. Right. So in the remake of Resident Evil 2, Mr. X, uh, which would technically be the super tyrant he can follow you throughout the whole uh, police station. Right. And there was one time where I hid in the armory, and he kept walking by the door, and I could hear his fucking footsteps. Thud, 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 thud. And you could hear him fade in, and when he come to you, you get louder. And I was just out of sight, and I, that dumb, stupid motherfucker, he's huge as hell, so when he goes through a door, he has to crouch down and dip under it. So anyway... I was like, oh, he's just gonna pass me. Well, he kicked the door open. So you're not ready for the door getting swung open. And he come in, and he looked in the room, and he made a 360, and then he went out the door. And I thought that I was just the best hider ever, the best game of hide and seek, hiding from Mr. X.
1: That's cool.
0: Um, you didn't. You didn't sound like you thought. Yeah, was cool. I wasn't as excited.
1: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The Legend of Zelda is coming up soon in September, too. Link's Awakening. Uh, I'm kind of excited for that. In fact, you know, we've been discussing so much so here lately that eventually, hopefully, we will actually make a Legend of Zelda episode. Uh, I'm going to try to get our our friend Mr. Q on the show,
0: and we'll have a Legend of Zelda chat. Q, one of our first, earliest, and longest supporters. Mm -hmm. One of. Yep. Uh... But yeah, we are
1: really, really looking at taking this long term, trying to make this into a bigger show eventually. i said that from the beginning. Yeah, we're going to try to start ramping things up and making a regular podcast for for everybody. So, uh, our minis have been there to kind of support everything that's been going on. We've had a lot of transitions in our lives and everything going and changing, but the big show what what we do here we will start doing this more regularly and you know it will be a more uh, more robust
0: show for us um yeah i'd like to break it up into segments yeah i mean it's cool that we, i mean i love talking i love right. fucking talking about this kind of shit cuz we you know we go through our daily lives we're normally pretty busy right. so we don't have time to talk about this so it kind of it kind of gets pent up throughout the week
1: right so we were we're going to start covering you know current gaming news and stuff like that we will start doing more reviews and stuff like that on gaming as well um and we are gonna start doing our holiday seasons coming up soon we plan on doing specials for Halloween uh we may even do one for Thanksgiving if things go according (laughs) as planned and you know a big Christmas episode as well Halloween is my favorite holiday of all time we definitely yeah Halloween is is our favorite for sure so look forward to that as well. Uh, we will also uh, take people on. Come talk to us. Tell us what you want to say. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Maybe come into the room and sit down and do this with us. We would love to have you chat with us and turn a conversation piece with us. We've got a couple few people you know, looking to do that and, and looking to do future episodes like that. So, we are still working on building our... We're going to start covering older consoles. We're going to do special episodes just on each individual, like the the, uh, the original Nintendo and the Super Nintendo and stuff like that. And we're going to start covering a lot of that old stuff, too. So, as we look to the future, we still also will be looking at the past at gaming and covering covering everything in between. So, uh, I hope that we can actually make this uh, make a good go of this and and help help each other make this a good thing. So uh we we also been uh I've I've dabbled a little bit with VR lately. Um not much, still trying to get my feet wet on that. It's it's been a rough go of it. I I'm kind of nitpicking and picking games that I know that are good to play, so it's kind of biased that I I don't play even the bad ones yet, but eventually I'm going to start getting around to having VR
0: discussions. What Would you, what'd you try lately on VR?
1: I tried No Man's Sky for a couple minutes. I think I played it the wrong way. Um, I picked up the... Uh, there's the the dual controller s- setup. I can't ever remember what they're called. They look like wands with globes on them. Okay. I'm playing on the PlayStation VR. So you played with your Harry Potter wands. I played with Harry Potter wands. So I played in that way, and I it didn't get the experience that I was expecting out of it. I believe you can play with a controller, <clears throat> and if that's the case, that's the experience I want. And I played super hot, and that game is really, really fun. <laughs> I did not expect it
0: to be as fun as it was. I can't play it. I die every level. And my 10-year-old son flies through it yeah. like it's not even a challenge.
1: But I've uh, playing it in VR really made me understand why that game is so awesome. Because okay. I've heard a lot of people say how great Super it is. Super hot. Super hot. But they put you in situations where you have to escape or... How should I put it? Defeat all the foes in, the in-, in each instance and they give you a, a divvy of things around you, or you have to figure out how to let them come to you and defeat them in that manner, the too. Main,
0: the main gameplay function is whenever you move, time advances. Correct. If you sit still, everything freezes. Everything stops. So you can plan your strategy ahead of time.
1: Right. And you can look around the room. In the VR headset, even if you move your head in the VR headset, the mo- the room moves with you. So even just panning around your head and stuff like that, um, I've kind of got to the point where I can kind of move my hands in a slow motion to kind of advance time. It almost reminds me of fast-forwarding of the old VHS tapes. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'll just get this rolling real slow. Rolling, I to, rolling.
0: I used to have this VHS uh, player that ha- it sounded like I had a transmission because mm. I could put a six-hour tape in there and it would... I could hear it step up speeds. And once it hit high speed, I mean, it was done in just a few minutes. Yeah. It used to boggle my mind how right. fast that thing was.
1: But yeah, VR experience, we're going to try to start covering more of that. We are looking at motion, or a uh, capture device so we can start gaming and capturing and start posting to YouTube. Yep. And we're working on a YouTube channel. So all of this is coming, coming to a spearhead finally to where we're going to start making... More content and hopefully drive in more people to listen. Hopefully have more people to hear us and have something to say back to us, and and make this a community. We want to we want to be a gaming community. So and without people like you listening right now, that makes this all possible. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our gaming community right Absolutely.
0: now. Absolutely. So uh, I know we don't we don't have you know we don't have any kind of major following, but it seems like everybody has been following us so far. It's just been rock steady and rock solid. Right. It's been absolutely amazing. Right.
1: And we always get good input, input from people that, you know, those listeners too, they always have really good things to say and tell us, you know, hey, you guys need to trim the fat here or, you right. know, move, right. move things this way, move things there's, that way. There's,
0: I think, us going forward, and it's been in the past too, especially for, for my minis, you know, I definitely do my best to listen because I can take creative criticism right I, I can fully take it and understand it it doesn't hurt my ego at all right because i want to do i want to be the best right i want to be the best i want to rock and i want to kill it and i <laughs> want you know i want yeah. people i want people to want to listen to me yeah so if that takes me if that takes me listening to someone go hey um why don't you breathe while you talk or i mean just anything i'll i'll take that into consideration for right? Sure.
1: So with you know with that that that's kind of the roadmap coming up. We are always looking for new topics too. If you have anything you think of that you we've not discussed yet, we've got a we've got a plethora of stuff to talk about. But sometimes we want to hear what you guys want to talk about. Sometimes it'd be nice to come up with, you know, the genius of you guys that that listen to us. We we want to hear from you. So throw us an email. Hit us up on Facebook. That's that's why we're there is to to hear but from Mark, you guys
0: what are the ways you can reach us
1: oh let me inform you <laughs> you can reach us on Facebook at Gamer Discretion Advised you may also email us at podcast at GamerDA.com and you may also follow us on Twitter as Gamer DA1 uh, we're gonna start doing Instagram soon as well uh, we would really, really like for people to start posting pictures to our Facebook. Stuff that you know that you game with. Something that you think is funny in the gaming community. Or if you've got a 20-second clip that you created on your PlayStation or on your Xbox that you want to share. We can all laugh at it. And, and share or, you know, say, man, that was amazing.
0: So Glitches, fuck-ups, funny pictures. It yes. doesn't matter. Scary. Like if you're playing like a game by Dead by Daylight and you can capture a, a gameplay clip of getting the shit scared out of you, do it. Yeah. Do it. It doesn't matter. I want to see it.
1: So, yeah. With that being said, uh, this isn't going to be as long of an episode as our normal ones are, but we just wanted to take our time and say thanks for the support and listening so far. We're getting ready to start hitting it hard. So, we, we enjoy the support that we get, and hopefully you. we'll get more to come. Yes, thanks. So, this has been mark this is josh and we are gamer da thanks man peace out
0: peace out